Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. Is anybody ready for the life-transforming Word of God? Amen? Amen? I love, I love the Word. I love sharing the Word. I love hearing the Word. I love hearing the Word broken. I love getting it inside and watching what it does. Amen? And I love getting it inside some of you and watching what it does. Amen? See, too many, too many, uh, uh, too many people try to, try to make you do things and try to enforce you to do things and lay stuff on you. I just like getting the word in you and letting see, see how that works out. And so far it's worked out pretty well for us. Amen? All right. Well, listen, listen. Last, week we, last week's message, fully known, right? We talked about each of us being fully known by God and yet accepted. Right? Amen? being fully known and yet accepted. I, I love that message. Not that because it's like my message, it's a God message. I love knowing that about God, that He fully knows me and yet accepts me. And so, as we said last week, in an effort to really create true community among the body of Christ here, in, a, in, a, in an effort to risk church, we were going to allow one person every week, four minutes in a mic, to just share their life, where they came from, and what God is doing in their life. Amen? And it was going to be unedited and uncensored and whatever. And so, um, enough said, right? So today's four minute and a mic. Please welcome one of our young people. Yeah! Come on, Kayla. I just wrote it off the back. All right, I'm sorry. Um, I thought Pastor George was joking about me giving my testimony this Sunday. Apparently, he wasn't. Um, this is just a part of my testimony because I don't feel ready to share the whole thing yet. I was raised with a belief in God, so I call myself a Christian. But in junior high, I started to allow doors to be open in my life. I was hurting because of things that had happened to me when I was younger. So I was a very angry person inside. I started to hang out with the wrong crowd, and soon enough, even though I was really young, I became exposed to things like partying, lust, and drinking. I was trying to fill the emptiness I had inside. So to make a long story short, one day I got an immunization shot, and it made me get an allergic reaction to it. My nerve system shut down, and I became paralyzed in my legs. 
And I went to the ER mad times, and the doctors thought I was crazy. They couldn't find what was wrong with me. They sent me home, and became, I became more sick, to the point where my whole body became weak and I could barely speak, because the nerves on my face shut down. I was admitted to the hospital, and the doctors ran mad tests on me, and I still couldn't, they still couldn't find anything. My lungs became weak, and I could hardly breathe. The doctors told my mom they were going to put a tube down my throat in order for me to breathe. After doing eight spinal taps, they diagnosed me with Guillain-Barre syndrome which is an illness where your nerves shut down and paralyze your body. The doctors told my mom that many people don't live from this illness. They told her I was most likely not to recover. I remember laying in the bed just crying and asking God if I was ever going to be able to go outside and be a kid again. I started thinking about the things in my life I was doing that were wrong, and I told God if he gave me one more chance to live, I would live for him and know he is real. I also told him I would testify to others if he healed me. That same night, three friends of my mom came by and anointed me. They prayed over me and what? And told me to continue worshiping and to have faith. The very next day, the doctor sent me for an x-ray of my lungs. And the doctor was like, why they sent you here? There's nothing wrong with your lungs. They did another test on my lungs, which was like electrical shocks on my legs. I wasn't supposed to feel it because I was paralyzed. But I felt the shocks and I started screaming, OD. <laughs> the doctors were in shock. They called my mom and told her that they were going to discharge me because I was making incredible progress. That day I went home and ever since then I've never been the same. I learned how much I took things for granted, things just like walking and speaking. That experience showed me that the only truth in the world is God. And even though I struggle like crazy, I know that God is living and I'm, what? I know that God is real and he is the only reason I'm living and I'm able to walk today. And just like he healed me, he can heal you too. Amen. Amen. To be known is to be loved. Amen? Amen. And to be loved is to be known. Amen. Would you would you make sure, ladies, that know, know that there is no way that Kayla gets through the door today without hug, love, encouragement? Give her give us some serious love because that's that's bold for a young person to, to, when we started this up, for, for it to be a young person first to come up and do that. So remember, every week we're going to give four minutes and a mic for one of you to just make yourself fully known and watch how God could still have you fully accept. Amen? So that we can risk church and be true community. Well, amen. I'm eager to get into the Word today. I want to go back today to the series that we've been doing called Name Dropping. And it's a series just finding all the names of God that we can find so that we could have names to run into when, when we're in despair, when we're for, for, for whatever reason, so that we can kind of fully know God as best as we can, at least on this side of heaven. Amen? Y'all got to wake up and be with me. I need you to get through. Amen? Thank you. Thank you. So I want to drop some names um, that they gave to Jesus even before he was born and then show kind of how it goes from Old Testament to New Testament and back and, and, and show you kind of what it means for you and me today. So journey with me to the book of Isaiah. If you would open up the book of Isaiah, those of you without Bibles, just put your head down, fake it, thumb through your leaflet and just listen. Amen. I want to give you four names from that one verse, Isaiah chapter 9. When you get there, say, change me. 
And it reads like this, for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I want you to really get that, so just repeat it with me. Wonderful Counselor. Good morning. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Four names in one verse, and, and obviously you read those names, you know they're not literal names. It's not John and Pedro and Carlos and Maria. It, it's not like this is what he was going to be called. It's more like this is what he was going to be called because this is the nature of him. Amen? This is, these are just the nature of, of kind of who he is, describing his character. And so remember, we're, we're studying the names of God so that we can become more intimate with him. Amen? So, so that we can know him more, so that we can draw, you know, closer to him. Because the word of God says, in him we live and move and have our being. Amen? That's like life changing if you let that get into you. In him we live and move and have our being. Some of us don't move and have our being because we're not in Him. Okay. We'll give time. But the verse, so that you know, so everybody's on the same page, the verse that, we're, that we started with this uh, series is Proverbs 18.10, and you should all know it by heart already. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and they are safe. Amen. And you need to understand that you can run into any one of these names that we've done in this series if you're in right standing with God. And by being in right standing with God, I'm not saying you have it all together, you put it all, you know, you, you got yourself all cleaned up, you're perfect. It just means that you've come to their understanding and acceptance that you are fully known by God. And if you choose to be, you can be fully accepted. Amen? You can actually run into each of these names and be safe. And that's why I want to give you as many names as I can find. I don't want to end this series until I found a name for every situation you might find yourself in. Isn't that encouraging? Do you know that for every situation you would find yourself in, there's a name of God that you can run into and be safe? You act like that's nothing, like I didn't say nothing. For every situation that you find yourself in, you can run into a name of God and be safe. You, you act like you don't live in the Bronx, like you don't want to be safe. Like, like you feel protected and safe, like we live in some little locked, gated community. No, man. Right? I don't know about you, but I need in my life names to run into so that I can feel safe. Not only feel safe, but be safe. Amen? Okay, so let's, let's clear that up. Before we even move on, let me give you one name until we get to the end of this series. One name that will fit in every situation. Is that good? There's a bonus. There's a bonus name. This one, you just keep, keep this one in your wallet. It's a bonus name. You can use it whenever you want. There is a name of God when you, we, we find it in Moses. You know, when Moses is talking to God and God, God is giving Moses these incredible commands and things and, and, and how the people, his people should live. And, and Moses says, okay, I'll go and give this to the people, but who shall I tell them sends me? 
right? He says, who should I tell him is giving me this? Who should I tell him sends me? And God says, tell them I am sent you. Come on, that's a good name. That's a good name. I am. Tell them I am sends you. I don't know how, how you feel about that. For, for, for me, that's literally like a blank check. How many like blank checks? Signed, blank checks. You write it. You fill in the blank. Anybody want one of those today? Yeah, but you got to have money in the bank to back it up. I can give each of you one. I have plenty of checks. But you got to have the stuff to back it up. Amen? But this one is a black check. It's saying, it's saying, whatever you need of me, in whatever situation you have, whatever need you have, whatever need you have right now, God says, I am that. I am that. Amen? Just fill in the blank in your own heads. Whatever it is, I, whatever it is you need, God says today, God brought you here today so that you would hear, I am that. Say amen. See, you have to love. I, I'm getting to the point where I just love words. And, and, you know, you guys will probably see that by now, but words are so powerful. I love words. In high school, I hated English. I hated English all through school. Anybody with me? Just me and Eric. Amen. Everybody else is your English scholars. God bless you. And may you continue to prosper. I hated English. In, in eighth grade, I had a teacher called Barbara Walters. She was an African-American lady. She, her name was Barbara Walters. I, by the end of the year, I loved her, but I hated her. She used to give us these sentences. And, and back in eighth grade, you start to diagram sentences. You know when you got to break them down? Prepositional phrase with the... Th -th -th -th. She would give us sentences that would take a whole page. And we had to use only fountain pens in her class. That's real old school. Young kids like, what's a fountain pen? It's not a feather with a thing. It's an actual pen. It has ink in it. I ain't that old. Don't play yourselves. But anyway, I got to the point when, when, when I put myself in God's hands, words amazed me. And you know why? Jesus says, I am the word. God is the word. He said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Jesus is the word. Words should amaze us. Amen. But I love words and, and, and they, way they intrigue me. They call out to me. I love definitions. One simple word can carry so much weight. Right? Let's take, for example, in, in that word, in that Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You know, the word safe is a great example of a word that's so small and insignificant, but it's so pregnant with meaning and purpose. The word safe means secure. Listen protected. It means out of harm's way. It means sheltered. It means guarded. It means unharmed. It means uninjured. It means in one piece. Isn't that a fat word? I don't mean fat like, yo, that's a fat word, yo. I mean, isn't it a fat word? Isn't it a heavy word full of purpose and meaning? Yeah, no, just me. All right. In one Peace, the word safe means. And you know that, that that definition sums up the entire gospel of Jesus Christ? In one peace. Listen, God's desire for us is to no longer be broken. It's to no longer be shattered people living in broken and shattered relationships with our hearts broken. God so loved that he gave his son so that, the world, so that we would have our hearts restored. Do, do, do we get that today? 
God's whole gospel is so that we would have our hearts restored. Let me back that up with the word so you don't think it's deparate or nonsense. Turn to Isaiah, same, same, same chapter, uh, same book, just turn to Isaiah 61. This is awesome. This is a prophet. This is a prophet that was sent to deliver God's people. And, and a prophet is, is given words from God to speak life into people, to encourage, to give warning, to give, you know, all kinds of direction and instruction. And here Isaiah says, Isaiah 61, he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good news to the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, oil for joy, and for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen? Amen. Now we can, we can talk about that entire, for a whole series, but let's just take that first part. He, he said, he sent me to preach the good news, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the opening of prison to them that are bound. The message boils it down to just, Preach good news, heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to the captives, and pardon all prisoners. Amen? Now listen, those are the words of the prophet Isaiah, and it's referring to his call to release the captives in Babylon, but it's also a prophetic word talking about the Messiah to come. Did you know that? In the Old Testament, it's a prophetic word talking about what's going to happen in the New Testament. And we know that because in Luke chapter 4, we read that Jesus went to the temples. This is so gangster. Listen, listen to what Jesus did. Jesus went to the temple because it was the Sabbath. And all Jews, they go to the temple on the Sabbath. And so Jesus went to the temple. And as a, as a rabbi, that they, they, they gave him the scroll to read because that's all they had of the Bible. They read whatever they had at the time, right? And so they gave him the scroll of Isaiah to read. That was the word that they had. And so it says Jesus scrolls down through the word. He stands up before the people. He scrolls down through the word. He gets to this point. And he reads it just like this. He says, what we read, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, the recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then it says that he closed his book, he gave it to the minister, and he sat down. And then he said, today... This word has been fulfilled before you today. And I, that's, say it again. That's gangster. <laughs> he got up in the synagogue and he read this prophecy, this word of Isaiah, and then he sat down and he said, today this word has been fulfilled in front of all of you today. Amen. Let me say this again. God's desire for us is to no longer be broken, to no longer be shattered people living in broken and shattered relationships with our hearts broken. God so loved that He gave His Son that we would have our hearts restored. The prophet Ezekiel says in verse 36 and 25, he says, Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you 
and you shall be clean. From all of your filthiness, from all of your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put into you. And I will take away the stony heart of flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Listen. I will take away the stony heart. That's a heart that is hard. A heart that's impenetrable. That's cold. That's frozen to good. That's unaffected by heavenly things. That's slow to credit God. That's a heart that says, and and God says, I will entirely remove this heart because you can't have the new heart and the old heart. How many have ever heard of somebody with two hearts? You can't. You can't have two hearts. You, you can't have a new heart that's of flesh and, and, and still keep the old heart. Some of us act like it. There's a lot of us act like it. We, we, God gives us a new heart, man. We, we have this transformation experience. God gives us a new heart. He removes the old heart. But then what we do is, since we know this heart is flesh, and then since we know this heart is, is, is soft and shapeable, we build walls around it. And God says, but I removed the stony heart and I gave you a heart of flesh. He says, I will give you a heart of flesh. That's a heart that can feel, that can enjoy. That's, that, that's a heart that, that can, can feel the love of God and that can acknowledge God in everything. And it's a, love that, it's a heart that God could dwell in. Because what do we say, right? We have to accept God into our hearts. God can't dwell in a stony heart. That's why God gives us a transplant. Do you, you understand where I'm, where I'm going? See, God has to live there, and God can't dwell in chaos. You know, chaos means complete disorder and confusion. How many of us know complete disorder and confusion? God can't live in complete disorder and confusion. God speaks to chaos, and he brings clarity. Does anybody need clarity today? God speaks to chaos and he brings clarity. The spoken word of God does that. He speaks to the stony heart that's been hurt, that's been damaged, that's been literally broken. And when God speaks, things don't get fixed, they get replaced. Come on, get excited with me. When God speaks, things don't get fixed. He doesn't fix things. He replaces them. When when God speaks, creation happens. When God says in Genesis that there be light, darkness wasn't fixed. Darkness was replaced. Amen? When, 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 when God spoke and he said, let there be a sky, he didn't fix something, he created it. When, when he spoke to the waters, he said, let there be land separating the waters. He didn't fix the waters, he created land. He replaced it. When God spoke to the land and said, produce vegetation and plants and trees and fruits, he didn't fix the land, he, he, he created it to do something that it couldn't do before. Somebody excited? He created it to do something that it couldn't do before. See, Jesus said, I came to heal the brokenhearted, to replace a stony heart with a heart of flesh. He doesn't want to fix your heart. He, he, he wants to replace it. He wants to transform it. He wants to do something with it that it could not do before. Somebody should be happy because of, you know, because of everything that has happened to it. Anybody been damaged? Anybody just been hurt? Anybody been, been, anybody have given their heart and just had it broken and given back? God says, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want that broken heart. I want to replace it. I want to give you a new one, a new heart that can feel, that can love, that can enjoy, a new heart that has my DNA in it, God says. 
A new heart that has my character in it, my nature in it. A heart, and yes, can this heart be hurt? Yes. Can this heart get, get hurt and broken and, and ruined? Yes. But it comes with a warranty. Say, praise God. See, in essence, church, family, there's a recall on your heart. Tell somebody there's a recall on your heart. See, it's, it, it's defective. It was born in sin. It was born shattered. Did you know your heart was born messed up? We were born shattered. We we're born broken. And by the time you reach a certain age, it just doesn't function right. But the good news is there's a recall. How many of you know what a recall is? See, wherever there's a recall, you bring the thing back to the manufacturer and the manufacturer won't fix it. He replaces it. Anybody had a recall on something? When you bring a, something that's defective back, it, it, they don't re- fix it, they replace it. They give you a new one. Amen? Amen. A- and what? Do you have to pay for it? Do you have to give anything in exchange? No. It's at no cost. You bring it back to the manufacturer and he repairs it. Family, your heart, our heart is broken. Jesus is the recall. He came to mend the broken heart. Say amen. amen. But it doesn't end there. Isaiah prophesied that this, his name would be Wonderful Counselor. Why would God send us a Wonderful Counselor? Tell the person next to you because you need one. You need one. Amen? Come on, admit it. I need counseling. Shout it out. Be proud about it. I need counseling. Amen. This ain't the place to front. I got it all together. I don't need anything. Praise the Lord. The Lord is my... No, I need counseling. Jesus said you need a counselor. The word says I'm going to send you a wonderful, wonderful counselor. A wonderful counselor. Listen, it was a counselor that deceived Eve. Satan counseled her and in that counsel advised her and she took that bad counsel which broke her heart. Family, be careful whose counsel you take. Be careful whose counsel you take. Bad counsel will destroy you. Young people especially, bad counsel will destroy you. You, if you're 15, 16, 17, don't ask another 15, 16, 17 year old for counsel. Ridiculous. It's foolishness. Amen? It's a crackhead asking another crackhead, what do you think I should do? The other crackhead's gonna say, smoke it! (laughs) Or give it to me to smoke it! Right? It's, it's foolishness. Bad counsel will destroy you. Amen? God said, I've given you a counselor. Psalm 1, 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Psalm 32. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Psalm 73. You guide me with your counsel and afterwards you take me into glory. Whoa. Counsel could take you into glory. Amen? Proverbs 15 says, where there is no counsel, purpose is frustrated. Anybody frustrated? Where there is no counsel, purpose is frustrated. 
Eve took bad counsel. It broke her heart and it created a defect in ours. Come on, that's good preaching. Charles Spurgeon said, Beloved, it was just that the world should have a counselor to restore it if it had a counselor to destroy it. That's good stuff. Beloved, it was just that the world should have a counselor to restore it if it had a counselor to destroy it. Amen? See, when Jesus was leaving his earthly ministry, he had his disciples around. He had taught them. He had counseled them. He had shown them. He had given them great counsel. But then he was preparing them. He said, listen, I'm I'm, going to go. Uh, It's time for me to go. It's time for me to leave. But he told them, don't worry. He was telling them, I go now to prepare a place for you. In my father's house are many, many mansions. And I go now to prepare a place for you. Amen? That's a good word. So he's, but he's telling them, I'm leaving you, but don't be afraid because I'm going to send you a counselor. He was telling them, because I love you so much and because I came to bind up the broken heart and because your heart matters to me, I will not leave you alone. I know you need help. I know you need good counsel. And so in John 14, we read that he says, I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Say forever. And that counselor is the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. In verse 25, it says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Amen? Family, your heart came with a wonderful counselor. The new one, it came, the old one came with a defect. The new one came, the old one came with a recall. The new one came with a wonderful counselor. You know that voice that warns you when you're about to go off? Come on, come on, let's be real. You know that voice that warns you like, come on brother, why are you heading there? That's the counselor. You know that, that, that voice that, that, that makes you, after you've done something, that voice that, that, that's like, oh, oh, nobody has that, just two of us, right? That, oh, oh man, bad move. That's the counselor. That's the counselor. You think, man, I'm so separated from God. God don't love me. God. No, there's a counselor right in the new heart. The counselor, you know that, 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 that voice that tells you, 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 you should cross the street because some, uh, you, you, you get that feeling. Anybody ever get that feeling? That's the counselor. You ever get that feeling when you've gone too far, when, when something's happened? That's the counselor. You know when you meet someone and, and you get that, you, know, you meet somebody new and you just get that thing like, man, I love this person. This is a great person. That's the counselor. And then you know when you meet that person that you're like, I wouldn't trust my enemy's garbage with this person. You know that? That's the counselor. Do you see that Jesus, God, the counselor, the Holy Spirit is at work in your new heart? If you'd listen. Problem is sometimes we, I, I said we, we, we've made, we have this transformation, we have this new heart in us, but then we build these walls around that new heart because we don't want to risk 
being hurt again. We don't want to risk uh, trusting again. We don't want to risk any of that. And so we, we build these walls around that new heart with the counselor. And, and like, like, you know, some of you have, have these high-end electronics that could do a lot of different things, but we turn off some of the functions. And that's what we do sometimes with this new heart. We turn off the navigation function. We turn off the GPS in your heart. We turn off that because we, we can't, we don't want to listen to it because we, there's some other things that we love a little too much, right? And we know that every time I, I start going to that direction, this thing is going to nag me and this thing is going is to counsel me and it's going to tell me recalculating, recalculating, turn around, make a left, make a left, make a right, make a right, right? Get away from that thing. And so we, we, shut, it, we shut it down. And it doesn't work to, to potential the way it should. Amen? That's the counselor. Your new, your new heart comes equipped with it. Church, you got to listen to it. You got to listen to it. If you need help today, run into this name. God is your wonderful counselor. And, and it says that the righteous run into it and they are safe. If you need to run into this name today, run into it. Let him counsel you from within. Listen to me. Watch this. I'm closing. I got this letter from Daimler Chrysler. Why are you laughing? It was, it's an emissions recall and a powertrain control module recall and a catalytic converter recall on the car that my wife and I are driving. I got this almost a year ago. At least last year. It says, I don't need to get all into it, but the bottom line is, there's a lot of stuff wrong with the car. It, it, it says that there are things wrong with it and that, they, that it wasn't any of our fault, that it's not anything that we did, but there's some things wrong with it that the manufacturer doesn't want to have fixed. He wants to have replaced. Come on, hear me. The letter clearly says, I will not have to pay anything at all for it. The manufacturer will replace it free of charge. It says, all I have to do is find a dealer, make an appointment, bring it in, and leave it in the manufacturer's hands. I'm driving around right now in a Jeep with defective parts. So not only does it look like a jalopy, but it runs like a jalopy. There is defective parts in it. And it's a vehicle that could probably run a lot quieter. It could probably run a lot better, a lot more efficiently, and even safer. Even safer. If I took it in, and it won't cost me anything to do it, I just need to bring it in. I just need to make an appointment. Listen, family, you could be walking around today through life a lot better, a lot more efficiently, and even a whole lot safer if you just pull into a dealer and leave it in the manufacturer's hands. Amen? Can I encourage you today? Let's bow our heads for a second. Can I encourage you today? This is the right dealership for your model. Today is your appointed time. You've already brought it in. Would you come up here today and leave it in the manufacturer's hands? 
Let's pray. Some of you need to, I don't know who, who we're, we're, we're saying this to today, but somebody needs to understand that there is a recall on your heart. Some of you need to understand that, that, that it could be running so much better, that, that you could be feeling so much better, you could be doing so much more if you would just bring it in. And today, by whatever setup God arranged today, you are here. You already brought it into the dealer. This just so happens to be the dealership that deals with your kind of model, heart. So you already have it here. Amen. People are already bringing it up. All you have to do today is before you leave, leave it in the manufacturer's hands. If that's you, would you just, just even just come join me as, I'm, as I just start to pray. Would you just come join me? Would you just say, God, I, I, I've rejected counsel. I need counsel. God, I want to run into the counsel of the wonderful counselor. I need that new heart. I need to even tear down the walls if I've already had this new heart. I need to, to, to have the counselor alive and active and, and breathing and, and directing me. That's you. Just come, come join the bowl that I've already come down. The beautiful part about it, you don't have to wait for a special mechanic. You don't have to wait for, for somebody trained in, in your model because he's already here. You're already in the right place. God already brought you to the right dealership. We specialize in broken hearts in the body of Christ. Amen? Thank you for coming to the sanctuary dealership today. Father, we, we bring before you, Lord God, all of these hearts. If I can have the, the prophetic team, the prayer team to come, those that have been commissioned and, and ordained to just come and just speak life into these people that are up here. Speak life. Let God use you. Come on, just come. Father, we... We thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for your provision. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for the wonderful counselor today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, team is just going to lay hands on you. They're just going to pray with you. They're just going to agree with you. They're going to speak life into you. They're going to help you just remove and hear the voice of that counselor. Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.